hello, and welcome back to Podcavs. That's P-O-D-C-A-V-S, an original WUVA podcast from the University of Virginia. I am your host once again, Sophia Moore, and this will be the second episode in the series of Humans of UVA, in which I will continue to talk to some of the people who really make the University of Virginia. From all experiences, beliefs, backgrounds, and walks of life, this series will continue to highlight the diversity and community that is found within the University of Virginia. Today, I am going to be talking with Justin Lumpkin, the writer and creator of a deeply insightful and thought-provoking blog called Justin Lumpkin. Hi, I'm, I'm Justin. I'm a second year here at UVA studying pre-commerce, ideally. I'm from Nova, and I like to blog in my free time. How has your experience at UVA been so far? I know since you're a second year, this is probably pretty different from your first year. Yeah, actually, well, I'm a transfer student, so it's it's my first experience. And it's, it's definitely interesting given, you know, the COVID pandemic and everything happening. I'd say in terms of the fall, I just tried to do my best to embrace opportunities, but then I definitely messed up a lot and like failed a lot. And I guess I didn't perform the best academically. And now like this semester, I'm trying to make up for that. So it's really just like living and learning. Absolutely. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I, I know I personally can relate to that and kind of struggling with Zoom and online learning and stuff. It's definitely not easy. So aside from college, tell us a bit about your life before you started the blog. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I was, or I am a transfer student. So I first went to university in Ohio. And I guess initially coming into school, I well, I had the wrong values and I didn't prioritize my schoolwork. And I really just didn't know what I wanted to study or what I wanted to do in life. And I felt that I, I needed time off to explore my own values, explore different things, learn more things about myself, become more self-aware. So I actually ended up taking a gap year that year and I was able to just become more aware of, you know, the world and as well as just myself and how certain career paths slash topics of study can best line up with my values. And, you know, I came back to school kind of with a change trajectory in terms of what I want to do as a career. Why did you start your blog? It's called justinlumpkin.com and I felt like it was cool just to have it JL because the letters look really cool next to each other. I guess the main reason why I started was because I made a lot of mistakes in my life, definitely in high school, like up until that point in college. And there was a period in my life for when I just wasn't the best, best shape, say like mentally. And I, I believe that a lot of people in our society, given either COVID or social media or just living in a modern society. But I, I believe that there's just been a definitely a, a stigma of mental health. And my goal is honestly just to to turn a lot of the things I learned through the negative periods of my life, just just have like a positive impact to other people that are either just going through similar circumstances themselves or need, you know, some motivation. I definitely agree that there is a huge stigma around mental health and the need for inspiration and motivation is definitely there. And elaborating on that, what else inspires you to write the articles that you write? It's a good, it's a good question. At first it was kind of vague. It was kind of like, oh, like make an impact or quote unquote change the world. Really, it's just hopefully being able to impact at least one person somehow or being able to alleviate suffering for one person somehow through the knowledge gained from the experiences I've had, as well as putting that in terms of like a creative element, be the change that I want to see. I realize it kind of starts at individual levels, so it's a goal of just impacting others. I was actually looking through some of your blog articles, and I came across one phrase you used called net suffering, and I was wondering if you could elaborate about what you mean by net suffering. I guess that's it's a pretty confusing word. It's if it was possible to add to every individual, like all their suffering 
around the world that would be able to net um, that net suffering is kind of like just a net amount of of suffering whatever that suffering may be because it's you know such a vague word and then i guess the blog would be an initiative to decrease that and the, the blog is just ideally the first platform i can do that with ideally it would be through other ventures down the road either through entrepreneurship or content creation or something else that kind of leads me to my next question. Ideally, if everything turned out perfectly, what would you plan to do to expand your work and your plans for the future? The blog is, is a hobby and I don't really have big plans to like expand it. In terms of like long-term plans for a mission statement, I've um, been through like, I guess definitely a series of events that negatively impacted me and in high school in terms of just my mental wellness. I guess at first I would think that I was cursed for like the way that I am or, or for just having the life that I have and kind of, kind of had that victim mentality. And this was probably right before kind of like the, I started writing. I eventually decided, you know, that, that mindset is kind of pointless and that it's, all, it's always better to try to take one story and then use that story for the greater good of something. I guess just to provide a background, I was always kind of just lonely in high school. And it, was, it kind of stemmed from just not fitting in with people either externally and internally, really. Then at the same time, you know, I realized it gives me kind of a unique perspective to the world. So using that developed skill, which is also, you know, what I perceive as the weakness to pursue creative things. And ideally it would be through starting a startup in the future. What would you want that startup to be? I guess the current idea I have is just to bring people together that are neurodiverse to help counsel, advise one another, ideally through a software. Because I guess for me personally, I mean, I've, I've, been through therapy, I've been through counseling, and I've, I take meds daily. And I know that there's a lot of issues with the system. I know there's like a lot of exploitation and stuff like that. And then really, again, countering that. So it'll be hopefully trying to solve those two problems. So correct me if I'm wrong. So it sounds like peer therapy. Is exactly that. That was my original. And of course, like there are others, for example, just or even just a platform for people to learn more things about themselves, help them become self-aware and then you know, provide them guidance when it comes to relationships, like really just helping people find meaning. I think that'll be like the common thing, helping people find meaning, however that may be, you know, comparing our lifestyles to that of what we evolved from. You wanted to kill the lion or collect berries or eat the food. And, and it was kind of, you were just focused, you're just in survival mode all the time. And then we have our biology designed for that, but then it's so easy to survive now. A lot of people, they don't, they're trying to find something to, to focus on, to, to mimic that survival mode. And I truly believe that that's the main problem for why our suicide epidemics are becoming really bad, for why um, our mental health rates are going bad, like the rates of addiction, aggression, loneliness, uh, mental health disorders, et cetera. I think this, the main reason is because people are, are trying to trade meeting with either like porn or drugs or, or just pleasure or just other vices. And it's a hard problem to solve, but like definitely be something I'll, I'll pursue because I was affected heavily by it too. Yeah, 100%. Respect that. And well, thank you. Yeah. And I guess, I guess on the lighter side, what is your favorite thing that you've written so far? I feel like it's hard to pick because like, I mean, I think just every article is my favorite. I guess the one that's most meaningful to me just personally is really probably the one I wrote like called Fighting Death with Love. And, you know, I'm going to be corny. I kind of wrote it thinking of like my girlfriend because I'm currently in a long distance relationship. To give a background, I've gotten my heart broken in high school and it was the main catalyst to to why I had all, like a lot of mental distress, like my first year of college. And I had a toxic mindset 
from that thinking I'm never going to do this again. Like, you know, love is, isn't real. And I just, I kind of just like closed myself off from ever even trying for a long time. So like very recently, and it was at a point to when I just figured that you really just have two choices, right? You either think that and then, you know, play it safe and you never really experience kind of just one of the best feelings of life, or, you know, you, you take the risk to put your heart out there and, and it gets broken, but you know, you still get to experience love, which I think is just um, something we all crave. So I kind of wrote that article, not, not explaining that, but it was kind of just talking about how, well, it's kind of dark, but like how, we're, <laughs> how, how like we're all going to die, how death's always going to be there and like how I've always been scared of death. But then at the same time, it, it, it inspires me to pursue love for whatever reason. I guess that's just more, it's most personal to me because of my relationship. Yeah, you know, I know, I guess I, could get, I, could, I do get pretty dark. Um, no, I pers- no, I think it's important to really just bluntly cover all of that stuff because it is a serious problem that people stigmatize and people don't really have a full concept of. So I think it's, it's very important to say it bluntly. No, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, yeah, that's awesome. What's your favorite? I think my favorite article was definitely the one that talked about net suffering because I thought it was just an interesting idea that doesn't focus on individual suffering, but kind of like the, the grand scheme of things. Talking about that sort of pain of what you've been through, whether it's mental health or relationships, you have another article called Pain is the Way Forward. Do you want to elaborate on that one a little bit? Yeah, sure. And again, I'm not going to act like this is my idea, because honestly, a lot of my knowledge comes from other people I just look up to or read. And so Ray Dalio, he's a well-known hedge fund investor, and he's like a billionaire. He has a principle that I guess resonates with me. It's, it's uh, pain plus reflection equals progress. And after hearing that, I kind of just implemented that in my own life. And more so, I guess, on the article about pain is the way forward. On, on the outside, I think a lot of people, and this could be either due to social media or just, you know, the, the stigma on mental health, right? A lot of people, they like covering up their problems. You would assume maybe based off of the perception that someone's portraying or that based off what you think of a person that they're not going through anything or they don't have any problems or your problems are worse than theirs, et cetera. And I, I went through my life, like making this assumption. And after, you know, talking to lots of people, getting to know people and really just having meaningful conversations, having vulnerable conversations with a lot of people on the outside, you know, you'd think they wouldn't have any problems. I really just learned that every single person is, has their own problems and that suffering really is just a, a part of life. And as quoted, I believe it's quoted by Victor Frankl, who's author of Man's Search for Meaning. He was a Holocaust survivor and he still was able to find meaning. It was kind of just going off that, how because pain's inevitable, because it's unavoidable, that it's in one's best interest to kind of focus more on that reflection part of the equation. And I remember reading something about, it was, I believe, Flight Club, the movie Flight Club. I forgot the, I think it was like self-improvement. I think it's self-improvement, masturbation, like self-destruction is the way forward or something like that. I read a core post about it and it basically was explaining how we think of self-improvement is usually not just us trying to get better, it, like consciously, it's usually something like, for example, like I said before in the fall, like I, I didn't perform my best academically and, you know, my GPA is not what I want. It's like feeling that pain that kind of incentivizes you to then, you know, get better at school. You have to fail. You have to fall down. You know, you have to you feel the pain. You have to suffer. And then it's from that where self-improvement really comes. And I guess that was kind of the, the main domain point of the article. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's all, I think, very thought-provoking and thoughtful. So I think there's a lot of really good things that people can can take away from one of their own peers of how to, you know, improve or how to start improving. So I definitely think that it's it's good to talk about this kind of stuff from the point of view of somebody who goes to their own university or is their own age or what have you, you know? No, I agree. 
I mean, thanks for the kind words, honestly. Like, I didn't think people would even know that much about it in the blog, honestly. I think it was a friend of a friend who, who kind of showed it to me, and I kind of took a look at it, and I was just, I don't know, I was impressed. Because personally, I, I love the idea of sharing ideas that are worth sharing. I know that sounds like I'm quoting the, <laughs> the TED Talk. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right with you, yeah. I just definitely think that people should realize that if they have something that they want to say and they have something that they think will help and benefit others, that they should definitely just take the leap and you never know who, who it's going to reach. And I definitely think that your blog encapsulates that. No, thank you. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to follow kind of this path, who wants to start a blog or start some sort of commentary about things that they think are important that they think should be shared? Honestly, I'm still trying to figure stuff out myself. The more I, I know, the more I realize I'm, I'm an idiot and like, I, I don't know. You know, what I, you know what I mean? To answer your question, this is my problem. I'm always discontent. I think the main reason why people don't start something or don't do whatever they're thinking of doing is it comes down to two things and it's fear of failure and then fear of what other people think of them or just being judged. And like, I understand that because I mean, I, I'm not going to act like I don't, I'm not scared of failure. I'm not going to act like I don't care what other people think of me, even though I tell myself I, I don't. I, I, I still do. But I would really just say, in the end, what you think people think about you, they're probably not thinking about it because people, a lot of people are really just thinking about themselves, right? People are self-interested. And that if you don't fail, and it's, it's, as bad as failure is, and this kind of goes along the lines of pain, if you don't fail, if you don't seek discomfort, if you don't leave your comfort zone or do things that challenge you and stumble, then you're, you're never going to grow. It kind of goes back to the self-improvement thing. You're never going to experience pain, and then you're never going to learn from that pain because really pain is the only thing that will make you learn something that will incentivize you to change. And then it all stems from failure. And the only way to fail is to kind of take risks. So I would say just, you know, instead of just being scared of failure, just embracing failure and just realize the importance of it when it comes to your own growth and how if you're not growing, you're, you're falling behind. I'm still figuring stuff out. I don't have all the answers. I guess that's just a mental model I have in my own life, which at least allowed me to start the blog. That's great. Thank you for talking with me today and sharing your experience and putting yourself out there. Is there anything else you'd like to say or plug your blog where you can be found? Well, first of all, I just say thank you for the opportunity. Again, I do appreciate it. The blog is, you know, it's just justinlucky.com. And then if you if you're interested in learning more about the ideas I was kind of talked about in terms of just the dark side of tech and as well as just, you know, the stigma on mental health, then there is a link to a TED talk I did about it. And it's either on the TEDx, UVA, Instagram, or just you can find the link in the blog. Awesome. And I will link that as well in the description. So yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. Yeah. All right, that was Justin Lumpkin, one of our own here at UVA. Like so many of us, he has something to share in the hopes of improving the world around us. It is important to be vulnerable sometimes, and that in itself can often lead to deeper awareness and development in ourselves. You can find the link to Justin's blog and TEDx talk in the description as well as my email if you would like to contact me about you or someone else you know who would like to share their story on the podcast. Thanks for listening.